This is B. And this is L. And this is episode 25 of season two of Not Your Girlfriend's Podcast. First, we want to thank all our day one listeners and welcome to all our new listeners. Uh, remember to subscribe, rate, review, tell your friends, take a screenshot of you listening to the podcast and put it on your story, and we'll repost it on our Instagram and you'll be entered into a weekly lottery to win a free Not Your Girlfriend's Podcast sticker. Of course, give us a follow on Twitter. If you DM us, you'll get a free sticker and Instagram and check out our Patreon. All right. So this is actually kind of lucky. It's our 25th episode and we are here on December 25th, aka Christmas, recording live for you guys. Woo! This is our Christmas special episode and we're so excited. Yeah. So the topic, as you've clicked, is fuckboys. And what a special treat that is. Yes. I mean, I think we've all encountered a fuckboy, but really like what is a fuckboy? <laughs> yeah, so we like talked about this and, and our key indicators. I would say a fuckboy is someone who doesn't text you back and doesn't take the time to try to make plans with you. Mm, yeah, I think from the get-go, you kind of know what you're dealing with a fuckboy. I think it's a guy, to get very specific, who maybe wasn't that hot in high school and maybe got really hot after and like during college time they could have always been hot that's but true i find them to have had like a peak and they've had their peak hotness maybe like right after college and then they just i don't know like they just know they're good looking and right. they just want to fuck around and that's the whole premise they know they can get girls and they know that even though if you're like hot like they know they can get a girl just as hot as you if not hotter even if it's not as hot as you they're like i don't care it's just a new girl they can get girls right, right. that's the difference and they, they they definitely uh what's the word uh, capitalize on that mm, okay, a lot. Okay. See, my genesis of a fuckboy in my fuckboy theory is mm. a little different. I tend to associate fuckboys with having been like specifically high school football players um, or like any kind of like male who's always known that he was popular or good looking or could get a lot of girls. And that's not, you know, all encompassing. I mean, there's also the guys who like had their unicorn moment where they glowed up in, in you know, college and yeah became hot but i think that what it really boils down to whether he was always hot and always could get girls or you know just recently had his glow up the point is that he knows that he's a commodity he's good looking yeah and that also speaks to our type of guy because you kind of go for the guys who are maybe more like a little popular traditional kind of like financial kind of business dudes yeah, it's true. i mean you've had to you have dated an artist here and there but i definitely go for like those hipster fuck boys yeah so guys like do not think that fuckboys exist only in one stereotype of a guy. Fuckboys exist everywhere. The oh my god, they're dude, everywhere. The finance yep. dude, the like fight eye dude. Yeah. Yeah. We can go and get a whole episode on like the fight eye Murray Hill living. Oh asshole. my god. Yeah. And if you're listening and you're thinking, hey, am I a white male who lives in Murray Hill? Works <laughs> in the financial district? Am I a fuckboy? Is this Maybe. me? <laughs> it's possible. But see, but it's not so much the indicators that make you a fuckboy. It's your actions. It's your, your actions. Take responsibility responsibility and know that you've done this to yourself right. and that it's not just where you chose to live and the things that define you by other means right. that just makes you a basic bro yeah <laughs> yeah which is fine yeah so me and Elle were talking and we're thinking is a fuckboy born or made and we had a very hot debate which we'll do right now as well because I think I think fuckboys are made do you think fuckboys are made I think it's so it's so hard to say, and I think this goes back to the argument we just had about if a fuckboy is, you know, 
born of a great of a recent glow up or if he was always a fuckboy deep down so i guess i'm team fuckboy is born Mm. I, I think fuck boys are made. I think they're made because they had some sort of hard rejection from a girl in their past. It just, take, it just takes one girl. They have had this hard rejection and they're like, fuck all women. And I guess you can flip it and reverse it and say like women who have like a bad experience with one guy who are like, fuck all men uh, is kind of the equivalent where they, they kind of label all women as a same thing and they kind of objectify them because they've had a horrible experience and they don't want to get close to anybody and especially like in a romantic sense so they push people away emotionally because they're broken and that's what they they also use women not as like a form of companionship but a form of like just sexual gratification right so i do okay yeah so i do think that those guys definitely exist they definitely check all the boxes and qualify as fuckboys. But I also think that there's this, like, vast population of men who just, they're not looking for a relationship. They are, you know, maybe they have a big friend group. They're used to just going out and having fun and chilling with their bros. And having a, having a relationship is not a priority for them. So women are just disposable. But that's fine if a relationship is not your ish. Like, I don't think there's anything bad but saying, okay, I just want to, like, sleep around. I want to fuck around. I want to explore my options. There's nothing bad saying that. Right. I think it's bad when you disrespect women subsequently by doing that where it's like I don't need to text her I can just ghost her yes you know I agree and I don't think that not being in a place where you want a relationship is the problem I think it's but I I do think that that inherently leads to not texting a girl back and not treating her like she's some kind of option or you know and not being transparent with her about it because you're just like oh I'll just sleep with her until I find someone better yeah you know so I think that the two are like closely linked and and they're not mutually exclusive like you you don't need to you know be a fuck boy just because you're not looking for a relationship but I think that not looking for a relationship probably lends itself to fuckboy like behavior yeah qualities i also think it's hilarious because uh we're on reddit and we're uh, we have a handle um at not urgf podcast i think that's it so we replied a lot of our dating our relationship posts and you know give our advice kind of plug the podcast but i got banned not once but twice <laughs> my comment was flagged because i used the word fuckboy in the same way we're using like oh that yeah like you know, just the same way someone would use the word bitch or, or like, like thought. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, he's acting like a fuck boy. And my comment was taken away. Like, just like, they're like, you've used derogatory language and it's sexist. Right. Yeah. And I was yeah. like, we what? don't tolerate bullying or shaming or whatever of a specific group. And it's like, like, these are like a, like a sanctioned group of people. Right. That are like protected by Reddit law. And I know, and I think anyone out there who is on Reddit, like, it's very pro male. It's very like saturated with guys on the, even if there's not like completely just guys on there, it's like, they're the ones voices who are commenting. They're the ones saying what they think right. in threads. So there's probably a lot of uh, a big 
uh, population of women on Reddit. And like that used to be me where I would just like kind of scroll and upvote and downvote and not really comment or say anything. Because right, right. like once you say you're a woman on Reddit, people just take the shit out of you. And that's right. it sucks. Right. So a lot of guys are giving advice on things they don't honestly know about. Like women, be a lot of women are on Reddit also asking dating questions, relationship questions, and they don't have any perspective. It's like, it's like guys are oh, like literally eight out of 10 comments are guys commenting right. what they think and I mean, shaming and, women. And let's be honest. I would assume that the majority of Reddit users are like sad guys in their basements, like, you know, <laughs> playing video games on one screen and, and on Reddit and the other with their dick in their hands, probably. That is in between a stereotype. That. So it is a stereotype that I think is probably <laughs> sort of valid. So, I mean, in the in the posts that we've scrolled through and like looked at, we see like, you know, it'll be a female asking for advice about like a relationship or someone that she's seeing or something. And like one guy's like comment will be like, well, I don't think you should be seeing more than two guys at once. Like what the fuck is wrong with you? Right. And then like, a like have you tried dating one person at a time? And it's like, dude, it's, we ain't nobody got time to date one person at a time. Yeah. <laughs> like it's, it's, it's not the time of day. It's 2018. It's the age of options. Like, Listen, I'm not getting any young so, right. Yeah, I'm gonna like have a lot of eggs in my basket and a lot of baskets in my eggs. <laughs> right. I, I mean, I hope your eggs aren't going or doing anywhere, going in anyone's baskets. But <laughs> the eggs are plentiful. The baskets are plentiful. That's all you need to know. Your eggs need to stay put. <laughs> my eggs are in a FedEx truck across the country, mass delivered like Amazon Prime packages around Christmas. Yes. You open it up. It's an egg. It's like for me. <laughs> it's for me. <laughs> but yeah, and like let's let's stop pretending that like all men are out there like monogamous monogamously anonymity um dating as well. Like yeah. you know, those guys are like commenting as if that's the norm for men is to be dating one girl at once, putting all of his eggs in her None. philosophical basket. Right. right? But like that's so not the case. So all the guys that are sitting there upvoting all those comments. Like you're skewing the the court of opinion and making yeah. women feel ashamed of like their own actions when they have every right to go out and date whoever the fuck they please until you're exclusive with someone. It's true. And I guess what bugs me about the whole comment being banned thing, because it happened again, not once, but twice. And again, I don't even think when I say it, because it's just like, and it's not like I go on a tangent about fuckboys. It's like literally I use it in one word, like literally I use it once in one massive comment. And then they're like, yeah, derogatory term. It's like, I just dropped the N word or something. Right. Like that's how, that that's how it's banned. And yeah. that bothers me because it's like fuckboys have not, the word fuckboy has not had a, a a history of people, minorities being, being persecuted, like, yeah, disestablished, you know, right. boy really, it kind of, it, it talks about like a privileged dude who takes advantage of the situation that he's in really. Right. And if you identify with being a fuck boy and take offense to it, I don't feel sorry for you. Well, that's where I like to stop and pause because Okay, every girl has come across a fuckboy. But if you ask Guy, he thinks that he's a fuckboy. They all say no. So yeah. somebody's fucking lying. Yeah. And it's not the women. It's true. <laughs> yeah. So this brings us to, okay, back to fuckboys being born versus made. I don't think all guys at all times are fuckboys. I think there is a moment, and we call it like the Cinderella moment, where they're not a fuckboy anymore. Let's say... Okay, so they've been hurt by this girl. They start fucking other girls. They're like, whatever, ghost them, don't text them back. Yeah, women are like trash, yeah. whatever. Uh, and then they meet this one girl, and 
it's not the girl. I don't think it's the girl. I'm going to make them very, that very important. I think it's the moment that he's in where he's, he's like, there's enough time that has passed or enough women that he's fucked where he's like, okay, like I'm kind of looking for something more. And it's the first girl who comes across his path and they catch him in the like unicorn Cinderella moment right, right. where he is like his light, his, his taxi light has gone from red to like yellow. Right. If or, we're following, if we're following the Cinderella <laughs> analogy, like it, the clock is striking 12 and he either like kisses the prince or goes back to being a pumpkin and so he seizes the moment and yeah. has his Cinderella moment and again I don't think it's about the women I don't think guys change for women I don't think women should try to get guys to change for them I think guys on their own they decide not to like subconsciously they're like oh, I'm not going to be a dick anymore like they just they're looking for something more serious and it doesn't matter the girl really truly because I think most girls and we talked about this on previous episodes with the data most girls are looking for a relationship when they're on a dating app right so if the like let's say 80% of girls as in most girls quote unquote looking for a relationship and a guy go most guys aren't if you're a guy who suddenly maybe his light is like is on and then you go on a date with a girl and the girl's just and you know and she's a girl fine, who's interesting right, yeah you're like yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna n- nail this down yeah <laughs> yeah and it's so weird i'm like having like deja vu but opposite where i'm like remembering that i think the first time we like talked about this and had our like fuckboy theory like epiphany um i thought you had disagreed and thought that it was the girl that changes the guy from a fuckboy no i mean i do believe like guys can change I believe people can change but I really don't think it's it's about the person and I and I all my stands on about love also I think it's not really who you're with I think a lot of couples are with the people they're with because that's who they've a been with for a long time they're comfortable b they don't want to be single and they don't want to put themselves out there in the dating world uh c or like a whatever c uh they're a little insecure about their own self their own body their own interests their own like where they are professionally they don't feel like they're like at their best that they can go out dating so they'll stick with the safe option for now okay but that's when they're already in the relationship so if we're talking about like what gets two people into a relationship like when they're at that like critical point i think peer pressure you're no i think it's i think it's timing and maybe the timing has to do with the fact that their friends are all getting coupled up and they're just kind of sick of dating and i think that you need two people to be on that same plane where they're both sick of dating want to settle down want something consistent so it's not really like a matter of how their personalities mesh or no what their similar interests are it's what they are looking for i agree i totally agree i think you like when you said about timing it is totally true and also about the giving up like i think at the age of like 28 29 people are a bit tired of being single and they're just gonna take whatever comes to them they're like okay this is gonna be it for now right like i I, like let's say that you meet your soulmate when you're 16 years old oh my god this is the person for me everything aligns i know i want to be with them i super love them but society says it's not the right time to meet your soulmate you can't get married you can't be together forever you need to have your single moment you have to have your slutty phase you have to go to college you have to graduate you have to get a job all this shit you have to do before you can like be with that person and society begs it to be okay but 
let's say when society says it's okay to be with somebody 28, like what's the chances you meet your soulmate around that time or two or three years beforehand? Like it really, I mean, and again, this is like a, a issue with like the way we view like women's beauty, women's self-worth. Um, women are also trying to have kids. Like, you know, like if you're older and let's say you're divorced or something, like you're not seen as viable options. There's whole virginization of women. Like I think there's a whole commodity of like getting, you know, being young and single and then settling down. Like that is kind of the way it's been. And maybe that is changing, changing in society a lot. And, but like, it's still the same thing. Like, I think when you get to a certain age, you either give up or maybe you are like the 10% of people who find their soulmate and it's amazing and it's great. And I've met couples like that and they don't care about age. They don't care about timing. They just want to be with that person. They're totally fine and content with that. Right. So maybe the rule, maybe the rule is that it needs to be, is that it's timing and the exception to the rule is when you find that perfect person when it's not the right time. Right. And so... And then what do you do? I mean, if... Okay. If you met that perfect person tomorrow, do you think this is the right time for you? I don't know. I would... I think I would say, yeah, I would give it a go for sure. Like, if the perfect... Yeah, for a fuck shit. Yeah, yeah, of course. I think... Uh, I would definitely give them a go. I mean, I'm not where I want to be with my career and I'm not where I want to be, you know, like living situation with as I live with my parents. But <laughs> um, I think if it was the perfect person for me, then yeah, like that wouldn't, that shit wouldn't matter to him. Yeah. Like, do I want to meet someone when I'm like filthy rich and my amazing penthouse apartment? No. Cause then it gets a lot harder to differentiate if they're interested in me or my stuff. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I've read so many, like, articles, tweets, whatever, about this, where, like, you know, millennials are pushing off relationships because they feel like they need to work on themselves and be in their, like, optimal state to be able to meet someone. Like, they need to finish school before they can think about dating. They need to nail that perfect job. They need to move out. They need to be financially stable. They need to put up, uh, pay off their student loans. They need to, you know, do everything to be their absolute best self before someone will even, you know, consider them worthy. And I think that that's like a major, it's a major issue that's, you know, making millennials more single and, and pushing off the age that we finally settle down at. Yeah. And I don't think you need to be a perfect person to be with somebody. I really don't. Yeah, I agree. I mean, my, I've got two friends that are married and they met when they were maybe 16 and 20 mm-hmm. respectively. Um, and like, neither of them had finished college obviously neither of them were employed neither of them were like exactly where they needed to be and then even years later I mean she's in law school he's working with me right now and you know neither of them are where they need to be but I think they were the exception where they met at that time where they were you know they realized that the timing wasn't right but they were the perfect people for each other and so they said okay we're gonna we're gonna do this and you know things will fall into place when they need to yeah and and we'll grow together and that takes a lot of balls and I respect anyone who does that and I think more people should be doing that you know like diving into a relationship if you're both are for it yeah but it's so hard I mean 
So I met someone, um, and we've been on like a few Surprise. dates. <laughs> uh, so one of our friends, R, actually, who was on episode like 22, made the comment that like I'm seeing someone new like every month. Um, but seriously, so I met so I met someone, and like things are good, and now I'm starting to get cold feet already. Where I'm like, oh my god, like am I ready to give up being single? What if this progresses? And I know it's going to progress because like we know each other from outside of like dating apps. So. It's like it's it's a stickier situation and I'm just like having that like minor freak out now where it's like, oh, my God, I'm not ready to be committed and to stop dating. Yeah. Be with someone. I think also because it has to be the perfect person. Right. If you're going to like stop dating. Yeah. And then once you start dating, like I know we talk, we go back and forth like, yeah, we want to be single and we've been single. And then we're like, yeah, we want a a cuffing season season. We were like, yeah, we want a bay. And then now we're like, yeah, I really don't care. Fuck a bay. Fuck a bay. <laughs> and I think it's um it's hard to find a relationship when you're single right now and that also makes you very picky because you've had the experience of dating a lot of different people that you know what you want. Dating really gets to the point that you're like you after going on dates with a lot of people talking about a lot of shit, you know, finding out their backgrounds or their education, their family history and how many siblings they have, you're like, okay, like I I know what I want. And I think anyone who doesn't know what they want should definitely give dating a try. But once you do know what you want, it's, it makes it so much harder to settle down because if that person doesn't hit all the marks, you're like, oh, right. they're you've not my built, soulmate. You've built this impossible mold that, yeah. some, that some person needs to meet. And sometimes it's easier to just say thank you next than to like work at something with someone and find that perfect balance with them. Yeah. So we've got all these factors that are all these factors that are working uh, against us. But going back to the fuck boys and that moment, that like Cinderella moment where right. they're open right. for business, right. <laughs> they're open for relationship business. Um, if you find them in that moment, that's great. And I, I again, but then again, let's say that girl hurts them, then or they start dating for a while. They date for like six months and they break up again. I think they revert back to their fuckboy moment where they need to, you know, date a lot of people, get it out of their system. Like, I think right. a, not the majority of people go from relationship to relationship. I think we all have that friend who goes from relationship to relationship. And that's like a small minority of people. Right. So this was something that we hotly debated was whether after Cinderella moment... If a guy reverts back to fuckboy or if he is forever changed and forever a Cinderella who is, you know, who values women and companionship and wants to work at a relationship. They actually talked about this. There's like a How I Met Your Mother moment where Ted wanted this girl like he wanted he wanted to date for like ever and the problem was she was the relationship person she went from relationship to relationship and there was like a two-day window or something where like she was single and then he wanted to like talk to her and finally get together with her but she met someone else like literally the next guy who talked to her they started dating and I think guys and girls are like that where sometimes the Cinderella moment is or the light is like forever on for a lot of people they're always looking for a relationship and if your light's always on or you're always looking for a relationship or you're always like just kind of a decent person who's like ready like you're gonna find somebody you know so some people's cinderella moment is like spans you know years some people span a couple months okay i just had a thought so what if a cinderella moment is permanent when the timing's right and the guy is finally ready and it's temporary when the timing isn't right but he just happens to meet that perfect girl I don't know. I mean, what, what, what's the real question? What, what's the question so, here? No, not a question. I'm saying that's my theory now is that 
if a guy, let's say he's 25, a former fuckboy, meets this great girl, mm-hmm. right? He's not ready to get married by any means, but he meets her and she's so great and they have such a dynamic, electric, you know, connection that he's like, okay, shit, I'm going to settle down. I'm going to date her. And they date for a while and then they break up. You know, maybe they break up when he's 26 and he, you know, wasn't really ready to get married anyway. He reverts back to a fuckboy. Yeah. If the same guy in the scenario is... 33 he's dated for years right like he's seen it all right. he dates this great amazing girl has his cinderella moment where he's like i think this is it but it falls apart for some reason it falls apart but i don't think he reverts back to fuckboy. i think the timing was right for him so whether or not it was with her He's got his light on now. All right. And so maybe it's the next girl he meets or maybe, you know, maybe two or three to find someone that he thinks is right for him. But the point is the timing was right for him intrinsically. So it had nothing really to do with that girl. He wasn't compromising his timing. Well, his light was someone always was so on. exceptional. And guys, right, exactly. and guys have their light on much longer than girls do because they don't have to be tied to this when to have a healthy baby thing and the right, biological right. clock, which unfortunately is real. It's so real. Yeah. I have so many coworkers who are like, you know, mid thirties and freaking out and thinking, okay, well, I gotta, I gotta get this done now. Cause otherwise I'm going to miss the window. And guys, meanwhile, are just like doing their thing, fucking around, having a yeah. great time and they've got no stress on them. I mean, they can be in their mid forties when they finally find someone. Yeah. And the, there, I read an article and it was like the perception of women who freeze their eggs are because they want to put their career first. And that's not true at all. They, the study showed that women actually freeze their eggs because they lack of the perfect partner. They haven't found the right person. So they freeze their eggs. A lot of high earning professional women because they haven't met the right person and the timing isn't right. Right. So they want to have their eggs ready to go. Like at a later date, they have their, you know, 28 year old eggs (laughs) when they're like maybe 35. Yeah. And there's a lack of, I mean, there's a lack of relationships with that and people are getting married later. And I mean, this is not like, I don't know. I mean, what about about fuck girls? Can we talk about them for a second? Because I think that's a a smaller minority, but we have to talk about them. Yeah, I mean, fuck girls. Are we fuck girls? Have we talked about this? Are we fuck girls? We have a whole episode. Fuck Girls Anonymous. (laughs) Fuck Girls Anonymous. um, Where we talk about if we are fuck girls or not. And I think... um, Maybe sometimes. We are when we want to be, right? So, like, when we are... Okay, so when we started cuffing season, we were definitely not fuck girls because we were thinking, okay, our light was on. Our light was on. Timing was right. And we said, hey, we're both ready for a relationship right now. So we were dating with intent. We're holding back the goods. We're doing all the right things. We've got like a fucking 12 step plan in action. Oh, fuck yeah. Right. And then the second that we realized that, like, mm, can't be bothered, whatever, like, this doesn't, I, I don't want to keep up with this cuffing season thing, maybe we reverted back. My light's off. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, again, it turns on and off for everybody. It does. And uh, I think that girls are the minority. I think a lot of girls who are out there are probably looking for a relationship but then you get all these like kind of thirsty thoughts on i see other like guys tinders and they're just like really bad sexual agenda where it's just like come on my tits like or something oh my god i'm <laughs> scarred by the time that r swiped right in front of us like, yeah at my birthday to show us other girls profiles and like the first one was this like babe like babe as they come like in a swimsuit in every other picture like eating like 
ice cream, like super sexy, like bent over something. Like I was just like, how are we supposed to compete with that? Yeah, I know. And but is she a fuck girl or has she just been told like by society and everything around her that like that's what you need to do to get a guy to be really interested in you? I don't know. Like maybe she's out there looking for love too. And like she just wants a guy to really care about her. But she feels like that's what you have to do to lure a guy in and want to like latch on and be like, she's mine. She's laying a good thirst trap. And I think that's what a lot of girls do. They lay a, a good thirst trap on Instagram, on their dating apps. Yeah. And I mean, maybe that's not reflective of what they want. Right. I think um, we should stop the thirst trapping. A I will bit. never stop. I mean. I cannot be stopped. <laughs> <laughs> there's like, I, there's like a classy kind of like uh, tasteful, tasteful side boob kind yeah. of, I think is the perception that everyone should try to be a whole to than being like smutty thought you know right right that's true my thirst traps are like very tasteful i'm in like work clothes looking like a like a boss ass bitch right and you shouldn't look like an instagram influencer with your fucking ass out doing squats like i don't think you need to do that to get a guy you know i really i really maybe you do but like also what kind of guy are you attracting by doing that i'm not i'm not like slut shaming these girls like if you like doing that then fair enough but i think it's like when girls go out of their way to create these like unrealistic expectations of women right <laughs> and for guys right yeah like it, it's not that we're like shaming you we're, we're telling you you don't need to do it because no. you're probably an awesome person you're probably super interesting and maybe you're funny and maybe you're just like a great person to be around maybe you're like you know just the best girl he'll ever meet but because he's seen this this image of you like Maybe it kind of scares him. Maybe it deters him a little bit and he gets a little bit afraid. So I think like... No, I mean, they're going to think... If you put his life photo out there, they're going to think she's a slut. That's it. Like, there's not... I mean, it's not convinced words. Men are very, like, black and white. Yeah. Right. It's like, oh, she looks like she, like, sucks a good dick. She sucks good dick. Like, that's that's it. That's it. Yeah. (laughs) There's no deeper thought process there. Maybe you do suck a dick. Good for you. (laughs) And and good for you, (laughs) because... And suck that dick. <laughs> Only 74 Cosmo articles this year told you how to do it. <laughs> right. Where are the guys? Go- uh, and, oh, also, going back, that just reminded me about fuckboys. If he doesn't go down on you, he's a fuckboy. Oh, just blanket absolutely. statement. Blanket yes. statement. Yes. I'm putting it out there. I don't give a fuck. Oh, also, if, like, if at the end of sex, like, if the end of sex is when he comes and he doesn't ask if you came, Ooh. he's a fuckboy. Okay. I sex talked- is a two-player game. I talked to guys, and I... T- a lot of guys don't ask because they're afraid to know, which is, again, on their ego. But, like, if uh, even if they don't ask, I tell them I didn't come, <laughs> which I think is what we should be really yeah. saying to guys. You know, don't also, like, don't fake orgasms and shit. Like, you know, like, all of that. I'm petty sometimes. And if a guy, like, if a guy finishes and then just rolls over and it's over... I'll, like, turn to him and be like, so it was good for you then? Yeah, no, uh, me too. Fuck yeah. Right? Like, like, why? I'm not gonna, like... We're in this together. Yeah, I'm not gonna fake an orgasm for you. I'm yeah. not gonna, like... I'm not gonna, I'm not like, gonna... Per- stroke your ego. Yes, yes. Yeah. Literally, like, that's... No, like, that wasn't the point of this. Like, if you wanted, like, a solo sesh, go have a solo sesh right. without my company. Right. Like, fuckboys don't care about your satisfaction in life or in sex. Yeah. So that's a very telltale sign. If he's not, like, going down on you, he's not asking you what you like is he's not pleasuring you if he's just like putting his dick inside of you and coming like that's a fuck boy he doesn't give a fuck about you right you know and, I mean, then, and some guys maybe some guys like don't know that like women don't just come from penetration and like so maybe they're genuinely like uneducated about it but that's why 
I mean, that's part of the reason why we preach always, like, talk about it and have a dialogue and tell them, hey, like, this is what I need you to do to me. Like, I think it would be really hot if you did this to me because it would help me get there. To make them aware of the fact that, like, they need to be aware of your needs. I'm going to tell you what my mom was told by a cop who gave her a ticket. And it is, ignorance is no excuse for breaking the law. Ignorance is no excuse for not knowing how to do good sex. It is the age of the internet. Go online. I'm done. It's like, true. there's no excuse. It's there's true. no fucking excuse. No, it's true. But I mean, but then we talked. About- I don't know how. What? But then in our last episode, I mean, we talked about, like, the image that porn portrays where, like, women are having screaming orgasms from, like, very basic vanilla sex where, like, a guy isn't stimulating her in any other way. And, like, so guys who are just watching a shit ton of porn, like, maybe they think, okay, this is really, really good for her. I do acknowledge that we are not the average woman. And... Most girls will feel uncomfortable saying, I didn't come. Most girls maybe maybe haven't even had an orgasm. Maybe they want the guy to feel good. You know, like, I, I get the alternative, but, like, what you're really doing is making it so much harder for everyone else, including that guy, to find the right person. You know, you just gotta be as honest as, not as, like, not brutally honest or anything, but just, like, don't lie. You know, like, don't lie about sexual yeah. bits. Like, there's no, there's no point to do it. Right. Like, again, it's not because, about his yeah, ego. Exactly. You're in, you're like, you're putting him at a disadvantage because he, if you roll over and you're like, oh my God, that was amazing for me. Like, then he thinks, okay, this works. Yeah. Like just jackhammering against a girl for eight minutes, like is great for her and she loves it. And then that's how he walks forth in the world is doing that to all other girls and not thinking maybe there's something else that I should be doing here. And ladies, if you've never had an orgasm, again, the ignorant is the ignorant comment goes to you, you know, get a vibrator, listen to our last episode with our sex educator, Gigi Engel. Like, there's no excuse. You got to try. Right. And it's because you deserve it. I mean, like, literally that like. Why do you feel ashamed? Like, why? Like, because society says women shouldn't masturbate because it's weird because you think like it's not like other girls aren't doing because your girlfriends aren't doing that fuck that that's not true yeah and girls who lie about like not masturbating like get over yourself yeah because all you're doing is like shaming your other female friends into not trying i don't think i mean i don't really talk about masturbation no no, i won't with my female friends yeah no i won't openly talk about it like I won't start a conversation over brunch about masturbating but like (laughs) you know if someone asks I wouldn't be like oh me never no right you know exactly yeah it's like maybe it's don't ask don't tell but why like how like guys openly talk about it like even I mean like even when I watch like old movies with like my family like there are always like little like subtle references to like guys masturbating and it's like it's so common and so like it's like under the radar that like you don't even think twice right like everybody has like a nice little chuckle like it's a wholesome like movie moment yeah yeah no it is so widely accepted found your crusty socks wholesome moment lol mom has to clean this yeah (laughs) oh cleared my browser history (laughs) haha yeah and it's like a thing that's just known you know like it's like finding you know your brother's like porn history or something like that's just like a thing that parents accept but god forbid you know a woman has that right or a girl has that so okay that's what i loved about that show big mouth too yeah is like you've got like the like 
basically half a season where um what was his name with the fucking glasses oh yeah uh i don't know nerdy kid who hit puberty first where he's like masturbating like a fucking maniac like you've got an entire half season centered around that and then the girl what the fuck was her name now (laughs) (laughs) you're (laughs) The the show, show a while ago. I loved the concepts. I don't remember the characters. Right. Was one of them Danny? I don't know. I can't remember. Anyway, main girl like had a talk with her like spirit monster or something. Hormone monster. monster. Yeah, hormone, hormone monster. monster. There we go. And like they actually discussed it, and I feel like that was like groundbreaking because you never really, you never really see or talk about that like in I love in any kind of you, you know pop culture. No, I think that's like such a Unless groundbreaking like, show for right. that too. Yeah. Yeah. No, but I love Big Mouth, and I and I think it's it's girls go through the same thing. You yeah. Know? But it just you just have to hide it. Yeah. Like a little bit more. Right. Um, okay, so back to fuck boys. Um, you've got yourself a fuck boy. I mean, what do you do? Like, how do you cope with that? Um, right, so you've got one, you've identified the warning signs. Right. He's not really texting you. Caught one in the wild. He um, only hangs out with you, like, when it's really on his terms. Mm-hmm. And he's never really, like, going out of his way to come and try to meet you, you somewhere. Maybe he doesn't answer you for days on end. Ladies, you know the signals, right? You yeah. know the signs. And gentlemen, if you're listening to this, you know when you're doing it. Yeah. So how do you deal with that fuckboy? Um, okay. So my first thing I'm going to say is a throwback to our social media hierarchy episode, which is do not follow them on social media. Oh, do not so true. connect your Snapchat. Do not follow them on Instagram. Do not be the first person to follow them. Like, yeah, you have his number, but like, leave it at that. Right, right. Oh my God. Okay. I have like a little tidbit here. So I met a guy and I actually called you when this happened. I was out getting a smoothie on my lunch break at work. And um, as I'm leaving the smoothie place... I, like, lock eyes with this guy. I keep walking, and then he stops and turns and, like, follows me, and he's like, hi, I'm sorry, I just, like, had to say hi. Like, you're so beautiful. And I was like, oh, my God, hi, uh, nice to meet you. So he introduces himself. We, like, chat for a little bit. And then he's like, can I maybe get your number? And I'm like, okay, sure. So he gives me his number. Um, actually I give him my number. He texts me. My phone is on airplane mode at this point because I was having trouble with like my messages. So I don't see his message till I like turn my airplane mode on off like two minutes later and I see it and it's literally his name at the Tao group. Wow. And I'm like, Oh, are you kidding me? And I'm like, Oh my God, you're a fucking promoter. And uh, like we have like this like short conversation where I'm like, I don't date promoters. And he's like, okay, well, if I want to take you out to dinner, like, you know, maybe we can do that. And I'm like, yeah, you let me know. And then this past weekend, he texts me. He's like, around this weekend? And I'm like, who is this? Because I got a new phone. And he literally sends me his new, name. New phone who dis. Literally new phone who dis. And he sends me his name and his Instagram handle. Ugh. I'm like, buddy, that is not your name. And I'm not following you. We're not going to be like social media friends. No, fuck that. I like, I think it's best to avoid the social media because then yeah. you get also like obsessive about it and again you listen back to this episode but you exchange a lot of information about yourself like girls post way more than guys post so really do you really want to let him know what you're doing every weekend and like we'll see if he's watching your stories or like yes and know, that's the hardest part of yeah, it for me is like stories are it's hard. like you're trapping yourself because once he's there once you see him look at your story the first time you're always going to be checking 
Yeah. Right. And it becomes an obsession where it's like, oh shit, let me post something to see if he's checking it. And you feel like that's some sort of way of him indicating that he's interested in you when it's literally the most passive thing any human being can do. It's so passive. It's so passive. Right. Like recently I went on a date with a guy. We literally had two dates and then he tried to like get it and went to his place to smoke weed after on the second date. And, um, I was on my period, full disclosure, and we're making out and he's like, you want to go to the bedroom? And I was like, Oh, sorry. I can't like, and the first thing he says is like, why not? And then, I, then he like backtracks on himself and he's like, oh, like, you don't have to tell me a reason. And I was like, no, I'm like, I'm a period. Like, I, I definitely would. But, I, you know, I just like don't want to right now. Yeah. And he was like, oh, OK, yeah, that like makes sense. And OK, but how many girls feel like they have to give the excuse that they have their you, period again, to I sleep with a guy? I shouldn't even say you, anything. You do not owe them an explanation. The I simple don't. answer, no, I'm good. Yeah. Yeah, literally that. So, anyway, like, I thought I would to tell this guy and whatever. It was like a natural way it came up. Um, so... He followed me on Instagram, I think after our first or second date. And then after our second date where I didn't sleep with him, he did not like hit me a backup for plans, you know? And like, I didn't really care too much about this guy because I don't put too many feels in like a lot of the dudes I date because like, why do you have to get so invested? And he was like, oh, whatever, dude. And uh, was he I, the one that you went on the game date with? No. Okay. Um, we went for drinks for a first date and second date, I think we went for, I literally can't even remember. I think we went for like drinks as well. Oh, we went to like, um, a brewery and we had some drinks and like takeout food at the brewery. Nice. I went back to his place to smoke some weed. So it was like very, like two very normal dates, like fine guy, whatever. Um, no like passionate moments. No, like I have to see this guy again. Like he was not like, and he didn't self-describe himself as a fuckboy, to be noted. Uh, but after that second date, he did not hit me up for plans, and I didn't hit him up for plans. So it was kind of a mutual ghosting. So but he's following me on Instagram right now, and I follow him. So I was like, oh, this is annoying. I was like, I don't want I really don't care for you anymore. It's done for me, right? So I unfollow him on Instagram. And then, like, he wasn't even really watching my stories at all. And then, like, after I unfollowed him, he started looking at my stories. And I was like, what the, what the flying fuck? Honestly, yeah. like, but you, why? you also don't know when someone unfollows you on Instagram. So you it's don't. possible that he hadn't seen and he just literally kept on with his life the way he would have either way. But like also like again why do you keep a person after two dates? Yes, uh thank I I am so with you on this because after one great date Maine still watches all my stories. I'm like never going to be done with this because there are so like ugh, every Lock him. every episode there's an applicable actually Lock no, him. I finally caved like <laughs> maybe two, three weeks ago and was like, okay, like this is unhealthy. I'm literally obsessing over whether he's watching my stories and why he's continuing to watch them. And I unblocked and I blocked him. Yeah. Just like, don't do it to yourself. I think the social media is a good step to coping with a fuck boy. When it comes to texting, I would say don't give in to him immediately. Like you see, ask you when you're free and let's say you have to make an effort to move plans around Just say like, you're not free. Yes. Or, you know, yes, I said this on a on a previous episode is like you can chat with a guy, but don't always be available to them because I don't know. I mean, I hate to say you need to play the game, but like you need to play the fucking game yeah. and make them work for it a little bit. Like if you're available every time they're available, but they aren't when you are. Like, that's a sign. That's a sign. Like, I had this <laughs> one fuckboy um, who, it was like a Brooklyn fuckboy, which I know is very specific, but I talked about him on the uh, podcast. Big Dick Energy? Big Dick Energy. I hate him. And I love we him. We hate him. I love him. <laughs> and he, um, 
he texted me and I had plans for like another first date with a guy, but it was either like I go and I hook up with him. We have like amazing like sex or I go on this first date with this dude like randomly from Hinge. So I decide to cancel my first date and cause he hit me up and I was like, yeah, like I'm going to cancel my plans and like, I'm going to like make plans with you. And he lives in Brooklyn. I live in the burbs and I was already in the city. <laughs> so I was like, uh, it was like an effort to get to Brooklyn. Right. In like deep bushwood. Yeah. So we decide I pick a bar close to his apartment, by the way, like it's not his local bar, but it's maybe like a 15 minute walk away. Like no, by no means, not a different neighborhood or anything like right, no means right. far. And then 30 minutes before we're supposed to meet or something, he's like, oh, actually, like, you know, it's like kind of cold and kind of far. And like, uh, I just kind of like want to stay in bed. Uh, and I was like, seriously, and he's like, yeah. And I was like, well, I'm trying to find uh, like a silver lining in this. So I was like, do you have any whiskey? He's like, actually, I didn't go to the grocery store. So I was like, you have no alcohol at your house. You're inviting me over just to fuck you. Yeah. And you're not even like buying for, buying my drinks or anything like that. And you're not even willing to get up out of your bed and walk 15 minutes. But I'm about to take a 30 minute subway to meet you and then take like an hour commute home. Yeah. Bye, boy. I was like, no, I was like, you can't like that's like so fucked up. Like, yeah. dude. Put on jeans and meet me at a bar. Also, Uber exists. Uber pool exists. You know, like, you, it would cost you five bucks tops to go and meet me at the bar. Right. And, like, effort. The bottom but, line is that he didn't care. He, d- he didn't care. He wanted sex delivered to him. Like, a fucking right. Uber you're not Yes, or you like are not seamless. seamless. I literally <laughs> said this to you. I said, you are not seamless. You are not sex on demand. You right. are not being delivered to his doorstep. So he can buzz you in. Right. I am not Netflix. You You cannot play me now. (laughs) So, I mean, that's what really like pushed me over the edge where I was like, you really don't care. Yeah. (laughs) Like that's. So I was, I was like, um, listen, if you can't meet me for a drink, then like, I'm not going to make the effort to like come and see you. He's like, oh, okay. Next time. And I was like, you only get one more time. That's it. You, oh my God. I know. I know. Uh, Three strikes are out. Whatever. We're playing baseball rules. No, honestly, two strikes are out. (laughs) Two strikes are out. (laughs) Um, but yeah, making, I mean, like, like not giving them the time of the day all the time like making it know that you have plans you have friends you're doing shit like you're busy you know I think it was really good when we talked the episode Saturday for the boys and uh you mentioned that your friend was like ask them for plans but say like like ask them what they're doing or what they're up to right but make sure you like but you make it known that you have plans like that's really good advice yeah because exactly going back to not being available to them at all times like instead that says I'm just asking you what's up. I'm just chatting with you. I'm not trying to hang out with you right now. Yeah. If you want to hang out with me, you can ask me. Yeah. I'm just here making conversation. Um, and like, I would say as a final, like kind of coping with a fuck boy thing, um, don't take it personally. Do not get invested. Do not let your feels get involved. Do not get digmatized. Just, and I think with all dating, you cannot take things personally. Right. I mean, like, my thing is, like, we do not negotiate with fuckboys, right? Like, if a guy is not giving you what you deserve, not making the time of day for you, and, and not treating you the way that you know you want to be treated, don't try to cooperate with him. Don't try to negotiate with him. Don't make yourself available to him and rearrange your plans and say, well, mm, he's really busy. He's tired. He worked a long night. He did this. He did that. Maybe if I meet him this one time, he'll change how he feels about me. And, you know, it'll, it'll change the whole game. And then he'll, he'll fall in love with me. Ladies, he won't. If he's not giving you effort now, he's not going to until he has a Cinderella moment. It's true. So don't wait around for it. 
move on and find a guy who actually deserves you. This is something I did, I think, a lot in my early 20s where I would just go out of my way to make, like, go out with a guy or, like, you know, like, sleep with them when it's convenient for them. And I remember feeling like if a situation like that came up with a fuck boy at this age, like at 25, I'm like, yeah, no, I'm not like, maybe if you hit me up like two years ago, right. <laughs> maybe this would have happened, but no, like yeah. I was like fucking self-worth. Like, yeah. So I had this guy, um, um, who was super, super hot. We met, um, at a mutual kind of work thing and we like hit it off instantly, like exchanged maybe social media, then numbers or something like that. But anyway, we kept like trying to make plans to like either have lunch or, you know, get a drink after work or do something. And he would always like have excuses why he couldn't do it. Like, oh yeah, like I got busy or, you know, oh, waiting for payday or something like that. And we were both young and like a year out of college. So I gave him, I, I took all of his excuses at face value and I was like yeah like they make sense right and then finally there was one night where he was like hey like I'm having people over you should come over and come out with us and I was like okay like where are you guys going out to and he was like oh like um upper east side I lived in Brooklyn he lived in Midtown and so I was like oh I really don't want to go to upper east side and he was like well, let's see, because, like, maybe we'll go to Midtown instead. Like, the plans are kind of up in the air right now, but you should really come over. And I was like, mm, okay, fine. And I finally was like, I finally gave in because I was like, maybe this is the one shot, right? Like, right. maybe this is the shot where I put a little bit of effort in and I go and he realizes how amazing I am and then we'll start dating. So I go to his apartment. He's a perfect gentleman, like, totally attentive and everything. We still end up going to that fucking Upper East Side bar that I, like, specifically said I don't want to go to the Upper East Side to go to. Mm. We go there. um, We, like, go to his friend's stupid open bar happy hour thing. And then, like, an hour in, like, leave to go back to his place. We have great sex. And in the morning, um, we have, like, a really great morning together. And then I leave. And then after that, like... Kind of goes cold on me. He's not, like, begging me to go out again. We hung out one more time after that, and then that was it. But I kept, like, beating myself up for it. And I'm like, what did I do wrong? Because I'm like, I put the effort in, and I went to his place. So clearly, if things didn't pan out, it's because I did something here. Right. You know? I think it's a lot lot of women think. Yeah, and I think it goes back to your point of not taking it personally. And maybe, like, calling a spade a spade and looking at it objectively and saying... Well, I put the effort in, I did something, and if he liked me, he would pursue me yeah. from then. And you know what? I shouldn't have even had to jump through hoops and, like, go through all this effort yeah. to get us to go out together for the first time, right? Like, it should have just happened if he really wanted to. Yeah. So, I think, ladies, just know what you deserve. And if if you find yourself compromising what you deserve, this guy isn't right for you. Because a guy that is right for you is going to... Is going to go above and beyond. Is going to woo you. Is going to go out of his way. Is going to try to make plans with you and not be like, oh, come meet me and my friends somewhere because yeah. it's already something that meet I'm doing. Meet me after a night out. Right. Like, that is, right. like, a typical fuckboy thing to say, too. Like, you know, like, when you're both out and they're like, meet me at the apartment. And, like, sometimes, like, you just want sex. And that's, right, like, right. fair enough. But if you're not looking for sex, don't compromise for just sex. Yeah. Because you'll end up feeling really shitty about it in the end. Yeah. 
Yeah. And, and I, you don't deserve that. No, you don't. And I think, like, again, like, dating, it's, like, it's not you. It's not personal. Like, literally, there's so many guys we talk about in this podcast. And it's because, like, it, there are not meant to be. And it's also because this is the age of dating. And a lot of this podcast is about millennial dating and, you know, saying the landscape. And maybe it's not, like, the narrative you want to hear. But that's, like, the way it is. So you just have to go in there. If you find yourself recently single and, like, just don't put all your eggs in one basket again (laughs) but also like just just know like people aren't obsessing the way you are and if you don't put as many feelings into it you will get so much more out of the dating experience yeah and you should find a guy who is to quote you be utterly obsessed with you yes okay well We hope you've given you guys what you need to be able to identify and cope with the fuckboys in your life. Yeah, and um, I mean, hopefully this has shed some light. If you have any counter theories on fuckboys, please feel free to email us or fill out the form on our website, notyourgirlfriendspodcast.com. If you super love us, donate to us on Patreon. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram, and that costs nothing, and you get a lot of hilarious free <laughs> content. Yeah, and subscribe to us, rate us, review us. If you review us on iTunes and you send us a DM on any form of social media and tell us, we will shout you out. We'll send you a sticker. We're super thankful for all the reviews that we get. Yeah, and this is our last episode of 2018. Yeah. We started this year with starting the podcast which is like seems so long ago to do i know february 2018 started this podcast so i think it's like a good episode to end and it's been a great year and thank you for every single one of our listeners for sticking with us and reviewing and even if you don't review fuck it like thanks for just listening and subscribing and just being here with us yeah it's like super exciting for us when we look at our analytics and we see how many of you are actually out there there's so many yeah your girlfriend crew yeah and yeah um again with patreon we have uh different tiers so a a super a a certain number of patreons we will come out with not your girlfriend's t-shirts which i might even just come out with sooner because i we've already have the design we do we had an amazing like brainwave one night when we were out like drinking and heavily inebriated and we had this like epiphany and we're so excited to show you guys what the um what the result of that will be yeah so um yeah rate review subscribe and uh Yep. See you next week. Have a great rest of 2018. Guys, this doesn't mean it's the end of the season. We'll be back next week, but it'll obviously be a new year. So New year. Who dis? Ooh, yeah. So enjoy <laughs> your new us. years. <laughs> Still just us. Still just us. All right. Bye, guys. Bye.